unwritten rules. And what does this mean for us in high hazard industries? How do unwritten rules influence how we behave, what we say, our problem solving, and how we react? How do we change the unwritten rules that are not healthy or helpful? Well, today we're going to explore some of these and more about unwritten rules. Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Nula, and together we are the Safety Collaborators. Have you ever questioned why do things get done like this around here? Or how does everyone else know what's expected? There's no rules, there's no procedures, but everyone else seems to be doing the right thing and I keep getting looked at like I'm doing something wrong, but I'm not quite sure what that is. Yep. And one of my other lovely examples is when we walk into an elevator and you push the button and everyone automatically turns and faces the door. And when someone doesn't, how there's that incredible discomfort of why are you looking at us and why are you not watching the numbers or, or waiting for the door to open? Yeah. And are you curious about why is that? These are the things that just happen and we almost don't know about it. And I'm so looking forward to this conversation around let's explore where does this come from? So as I started doing some research for this episode, I came across this terrific website called Unwritten Rules Lab. Who knew? Right? There's some good stuff on there and they're researching and developing new ideas and thoughts around this all the time. So we'll share these links in the show notes on the website. So we thought we'd have our own discussion around some of these key questions that as in a bit of a Q&A style, if you like, because there's plenty of food for thought here. Karen, maybe it'll be helpful if you share with our listeners, what do we actually mean by unwritten rules? So I'm going to start by reading the statement that opens the first article from the Unwritten Rules website. So unwritten rules are the single biggest influence on how we behave and what we say at home, at school, at work, and in every social setting. Again, we'll put the link in the notes. It also struck me how important these unwritten rules are to our everyday life and how unconscious we are of them. And it got me thinking about the links towards vulnerability, reward, punishment, when we talk about psychological safety, if you like, or how we feel included or not included, how safe we feel to speak up. You know, we talk about culture is the behavior, reward and punish. And another is unspoken rules define your culture. So these two cultures play into that whole concept. There's another great article by Gustavo Rossetti. Again, we'll put the link in the notes. But he talks through the perspective or the lens of the new person on the job. So the person that's just joined a company. You're there, you're there. What are you listening for? What are we waiting for? We tend to be hesitant and we watch, say, what is it that we're actually curious about and how those unwritten rules that we might bump into in those first few days. And I say bump into because I think we because we can't see them and because they're not necessarily the fixed rules, if you like, that, you know, that are written down in a list of things to follow. There's always this other edges that we kind of try to understand. And I, I love that because when you think about the first time you go into a new environment, whether it's mm. a work environment, a social environment, the first time you go onto a rig, and yes, we all go through the induction. Yep. 
and that's where the written rules are. And we know you don't take food into cabins, you don't wear your PPE inside accommodation areas. Those are the things we know, they're, mm. they're introduced to us. But it's the other things that you go, oh, that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm. And do you think that all groups have unwritten rules? Yes, I do, absolutely. And we're certainly not aware of them initially. And I'm thinking about an activity we used to do actually a lot. Right. We used to, when we're running workshops, this is before the days of Zoom workshops, but anyway, you know, so when we're, when we're on site. When we're in person. <laughs> yeah, running with some workshops, uh, you know, around this. We would actually play this activity called sheets and we put one person in a chair in front of the other people in the room and we cover them in a sheet. And then we slowly ask them to remove items from themselves. So it could be a belt, a shoe or whatever. We didn't actually tell them what to remove, no. right? The I remember the question. Take off something yes. that you do not need. And invariably, no one ever takes the sheet off. But the audience... And sitting there going... Eventually, but it takes them a while as well. It They're does. Going, it does. Pointing and gesticulating and Absolutely. you're going, <laughs> and, and the whole thing is that, you know, even in those few minutes... There's some assumptions, if you like, being made. Well, because the facilitator, who at that point in time is the manager or the leader or the supervisor in the room, has made this thing that says, I have to wear a sheet. So that's the last thing they think of taking off. So our behaviours as leaders has a big impact on the unwritten rules as well. Absolutely. And that brings us into what happens when we violate unwritten rules. You know, at, mm. at worst... It's discomfort, it's a, a bit of a faux pas. You get those funny glances of like wide-eyed, not saying anything, but the look is saying, what are you doing and why are you doing it like that? Yeah. You know, um, it's not like unwritten rules by breaking them, we're not, we're not going to end up going to prison or having probably a legal action against us. But we are going to feel that complete discomfort. And mm. by following the unhealthy unwritten rules in a group could actually lead us to actions that could then potentially break mm. written rules or written guides or expectations that then has another set of consequences. And mm. often it's, it's, as you've said already, it's the new people in a group that – a way of working or a social environment that can see the difference between the different groups and the different societies and ways of doing things and question them and go, oh, why are you doing it like that? I've never done it like that. You know, mm. why, are you, why are you mixing that part of the ingredient first? I always do it in this order. Mm. You know, wh whatever that is, it's not going to particularly damage the recipe or stop the job from going ahead or stop the social interaction from happening. But it does raise eyebrows along the way. And how do we recognize that? How do we help people, you know, be more conscious of these are the unwritten rules that we just live by. They help us every day. But, you know, are they healthy or are they unhealthy? How do we recognize them in the first place? Mm. And I think some people are better at it than others intuitively. I wonder how much 
of our getting of wisdom might help us in recognising unwritten rules or not, or the speed of it. And there's a statement in one of the paragraphs on the site that says, you know, the ability to recognise unwritten rules may be inversely related to power. And when we say power, we don't necessarily mean, well, maybe we do actually, you know, the leaders, (laughs) you know. Yes. (laughs) So those of us that have the greatest influence maybe in a situation can influence the unwritten rules for others. We know what's going on, but that doesn't mean the newcomer or the new group or the potential client or whoever it is is coming into that knows what's going on. And I think adding into that, it's around in a position of of power or privilege or leadership or whatever it may be. Yeah, that's a better word. Is that Mm. you just expect that it's going to be done this way. Mm. You almost don't even question it because it is just you have that confidence, you have that boldness of Mm. I'm coming out there and it's going to just happen the way that I expect it to happen. Mm. Whereas your new people, people in a a lower position in society, those who are more marginalized, will be more conscious of trying to pay attention and figure out what are those unwritten rules so that I can fit in, Mm. so that I don't create those faux pas that I end up in that uncomfortable position. Mm. And You're right. I think there are some people who it just is for them. And for other people, they are more conscious of picking up on the social cues, on the facial expressions, on the body language, on the way that things are done. And I think when we look at how do we process that, Mm. it's across multiple aspects within our way of being in our psyche and, and different brain functions even. You know, so how do we read the social cues? Then now we've read the social cue, how are we making sense of it? Mm. And now that we've made a bit of sense of it, how do we use our reason to then fit in? Yeah. And either, you know, and, and that, that unwritten rule just becomes a part of our norm. And it influences the group. Absolutely. And the unwritten rules do two essential things. One, they help us recognize what a group is doing. And it's signaling to us how to succeed within that group. So, so it's, it's almost the, um, the rules of the game exactly. that we're playing. Exactly. And then how do we play it? So we have to learn how to play that game within that group. Without getting a red card. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> or that weird look or that whisper or that, you know, we watch others go, psh, 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 you know. Yes. Um, And I guess it comes into that whole reward and punishment thing here as well, doesn't it? Because Mm. if we don't know what the rules of the game are, we're in a very vulnerable position. And so how do we help people not to feel less vulnerable when they're in that position? That's such an important link. Yeah. Because when we think of our industry, it's not just affecting whether we fit in or we have a faux pas. Mm. It's affecting whether we are vulnerable and comfortable enough to speak up and say, Really, why are things being done like this? Because it's making me uncomfortable and I don't feel safe. Yeah. And I think something's going to go wrong. Yeah. And when we link it back to that reward and punishment, and Mm. one of the lovely examples is around an experiment done with a group of chimpanzees. Mm. And there was a ladder in the middle of the room, and on top of the ladder are these beautiful, beautiful bananas. But every time a chimpanzee attempted to climb the ladder, they would be sprayed with icy cold water and they would then come down. 
And what happened over time is that even though these beautiful bananas were there, the chimpanzees just stopped going up. Mm. And slowly, they started changing them out. So they would put a new chimpanzee in who had not been part of the experiment. Mm. And as soon as he went near the ladder, he got beaten up by his fellow chimpanzees until they had replaced every single chimpanzee and no chimpanzee in the experiment had had one drop of icy water on them, but mm. not one of them would climb the ladder. But there was no understanding as to why. Mm -hmm. And that can certainly happen sometimes. So what's the difference between unwritten rules and social norms? And I think we kind of touched on that a little bit as well. Are unwritten rules and social norms the same? Not entirely, but they are related. So first and foremost, unwritten rules can be and regularly are transmitted verbally. So I guess the reason we call them unwritten rules is that they're not actually written and down anywhere. And that's what makes them such a challenge to understand what they are. And particularly if you're new to the environment. Whereas norms tend to be more modelled. So they're more visible in our behaviours and the behaviours of the people around us. So can we change unwritten rules? You cannot put a rule in to change an unwritten rule because the unwritten rule is stronger. But what you mm. can do mm. is that you can replace the unwritten rule with a more helpful unwritten rule. And I found that quite interesting. So you can't try and legislate unwritten rules out of the way just because we don't like them. No, and it just made me think about team dynamics. Right? So if you're in an organisation where the management is a bit more authoritarian, for example, you might then find that the groups become self-managing. Mm -hmm. So inside that group, they'll have unwritten rules. So it won't matter what the hierarchy puts in place, that unwritten rule will always prevail in many ways, it's particularly within that self-governing group. might be different if the more open it all becomes, that might be different, but certainly within those smaller groups, that would be a challenge. And it also makes me think of and leads, I think, nicely into that, you know, we talk about work as done versus work as perceived. So we make all these conditions, we put these procedures and processes in place for the way something should be done and that lovely story about the garden path. So you make these beautiful gardens with gorgeous pathways with the assumption that people will walk on that pathway to get from A to B and not walk on the beautifully manicured grass. But of course, where do they walk? They walk across the beautifully manicured grass because that is more efficient. So it becomes a way of doing things. And I've had that experience where you have the paths laid out even on a site mm. and everyone kind of cuts across them and I can be a very good rule follower when I think mm. that the rules should be followed mm -hmm. and people look at you like why are you going all the way around there when you can just cut across here I'm like but this is where the walkway is is demarcated and dedicated mm. yeah but everybody walks this way exactly so when you're driving on the highway what is the speed limit the speed limit might be 65 miles an hour however if everyone else is driving at 75, it's okay for you to drive at 75 too. And I had that example when I was in, in Dubai and I got fetched from the airport and I was being taken off to um, my hotel. Mm. And I was watching the speedometer just rapidly and rapidly increasing. And I asked the question and I said, um, excuse me, but what exactly is the speed limit here? 
We're like, no, it's 120 kilometers an hour. So I was like, well, why are you doing 130? Because it's making me feel uncomfortable. And his response was, well, one of the people in, in government leadership said, you know, everyone makes mistakes. And, you know, we've all gone over the speed limit by 10 kilometers before. So we can't punish anybody who does that because we've all made mistakes. So the new speed limit is now 130, yeah. even though the signage is 120. Yeah. My experience in Dubai, there is no speed limit, really. But anyway, <laughs> they're maniacs. But it made me think of, you know, even myself. So the rules here are, you know, 70 miles an hour on the dual carriageway. But I set my cruise control to 72 or 73. I'm, I'm pretty sure many people of us do that. And it's like somewhere in there it says it's okay to go a couple above, not five points above, just two. And that's an unwritten yes. rule, you know, to some degree. It absolutely is. So, you know, you think about performance and the way that, you know, sometimes things are done yeah. and, and, not, and not questioned. So what does that mean for us in high hazard industry? Understanding that unwritten rules are potentially the single biggest influence on how we behave, what we say and what we do is, I think, fascinating. No. It, it's absolutely fascinating. It's such a regulated, we put so many rules and procedures and we talk about compliance mm. and all the rest of it, and yet an unwritten rule will undo all of that or circumvent Completely. it. Not necessarily undo it, but, but circumvent it, if you like. And I think that brings it back to the whole conversation around psychological safety. Yeah. And how are we providing a safe space for people to speak up and challenge? Mm. and be able to show that vulnerability and be rewarded for challenging and not punished for stepping out of the unwritten rule. Mm. And for anyone who would like to know a little bit more around psychological safety, mm. we do have a podcast specifically around psychological safety that will give you a whole lot more information on that. Mm. One of the interesting conversations we've had a few times is around the observation systems in high hazard industries. And maybe it's it's around creating a different conversation around observations and helping people understand how do they recognize these unwritten rules and start building them into the observation process. Great idea. And that may help the understanding that are the rules the same? If not, how do we have those conversations? So it will help feed that process and maybe help address the tension because there is a tension, I think, between mm. unwritten and written rules. And so if we can help people to become better observers and as actually just as we're saying this right now is, you know, the more that we can get people to be more observant out there, the more that tension can be aligned, if you like, to the values of having a safe operation, if you like. And what about for new people? Well, I was just about to say, you know, I think for, if you're a new person to a site, we often come with our own experiences and, dare I say, baggage, you know, whatever we come with, right? Be patient. There will be a gap. There will always be a gap until, until you start to become part of the fabric and start to unconsciously become aware of those unwritten rules. So we suggest that people don't fight what's different, but rather try to learn and reflect on it and maybe ask questions rather than 
provide solutions, right? So your experience are very helpful at different times, but maybe just in the beginning, it's slow down a little bit and just be more observant and ask more questions. I guess it brings us back to a, an emotional gem that we spoke about in the past, which was curiosity. So if we think about curiosity, it means that it's the story of curiosity is that something's interesting to you and that you want to know more. One of the core values of curiosity is that by nature, it engages with us and immerses us in the world around us. So how might you strengthen that curiosity? Well, one way is to step back, be curious about the unwritten rules you may have noticed or not noticed. Challenge the team to question and to reflect on things as they are done around here. So don't fight what's different. Try to learn and reflect. Use your curiosity. Similar feeling emotions are confusion, skepticism and wonder. So don't be surprised if you feel some of these other emotions as you're learning and trying to understand the unwritten rules in your environment and situation. And most importantly, be curious about why things are done the way they are around here and ask, is this still serving us or do we need to find a better way?